This morning, I want to begin a four-part series, which will actually be carried over several weeks, but a four-part series called In the Zone. What do I mean about that? Well, I suppose a zone can be defined by a certain place which is separated from somewhere else. And if you can just imagine this morning, you know, a zone. Maybe I'm standing, for example, in a zone around here. I want to talk about what it means for us spiritually to be in the zone, in contrast to being perhaps somewhere else, to being in a zone, and particularly to be in a place where God wants us to be, where God wants to bless us. Uh, we sometimes talk and sing about being in the will of God. You know, and sometimes we can't sort of quite visualize that. What does it mean to be in the will of God? Maybe we can think of it better if we can visualize sort of being in a zone, being sort of outside of God's will, being, if you like, in a, in a kind of wilderness scenario, but actually find ourselves back in that warm spot of, of God's glow. glow. And, and we know what that feels like. I mean, sometimes, even not in a spiritual sense, you know, if someone says to you, how are you? Or you say to someone else, how are you? You know, sometimes we use that phrase, don't we? Well, I'm not in a good place just now. Yeah? We're not in a good place. What do we mean by that? We're not in a good place. We're not in a good place because we're in this hall or we're out on the street. No, what we mean is we're not actually in a good place. We're not actually where we ought to be. We're, we're somewhere else because of circumstances, because of illness, because of bad news or whatever. We're not in a good place just now. We're not in the place that we really would like to be. And certainly, possibly, we're not in the place where God wants us to be. So this morning, I want to kick off a four-part series which addresses this issue. What does it actually mean for us to be where God wants us to be? To be in the center of God's will and to be in the center of God's purposes for our life. To be in that place where God can bless us and where we in turn can be a blessing to others. And so for starters, I want to talk about getting in there. What does it mean to actually get in that zone? To be in that right place, to be in that good place, to be in that place where we can be blessed and where we in turn can be a blessing to others. Or to put it another way, I want to talk about being zoned in or about being zoned out. Being zoned in or what it means, or how can it happen to us to be zoned out into a place we don't want to be. Although the words zoned in and zoned out are not anywhere in the Bible, just in case you want to Google it, the disciples of Jesus actually experienced this. We've recently celebrated Easter, so you know, you'll remember the time when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. We've celebrated Easter, and Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, which was, which actually, was actually not a good place, was actually quite a bad place, a place of anguish, a place of torment. And Peter, James, and John were with Jesus in that bad place. But contrast that with the occasion before that, when Jesus took these same three disciples up a mountain. This is how Matthew records it. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up into a high mountain, and there Jesus was transfigured before them. Jesus then there appeared before them. Mo uh, Moses and Elijah. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, 
It is good for us to be here. Contrast the Garden of Gethsemane with this mountain where Jesus was transfigured. And Peter says to Jesus, ah, this is the place where I love to be. This is, this is it. I'm in the zone. I'm in the presence of the Lord. And here we are joined by these Old Testament greats. Isn't it great, Lord, to be here? This is what it means and feels like to be in the zone, to be in that place of blessing. And that was a great place for them, to be in that zone, in the presence of Jesus, which prompted Peter to exclaim, it is good for us to be here. And it is good when we're there. We've all experienced those mountaintop experiences. God wants us to live in that zone. He wants you and I to live in those good places. I wonder if you're living in that zone uh, just now this morning. Are you, do you feel zoned in? Or actually, do you feel zoned out? As we thought about the, the journey of the Skinner family this morning, during those last 10 months, many times you've been zoned in and been in a great place. And other times, by the hospital bed with worries and concerns, you've not been in that good place. And after, as you've testified, how to rely upon God in those moments. Where are you this morning in your walk with God? Are you in that place where God wants you to be, that place where God wants every Christian to be. Well, in this series, I want to talk about matters which are vital to the life of a Christian. How can we live in this zone? How can we stay in this zone? And what happens when circumstances tries to push us outside of that zone? Because I think the wonderful testimony of Sarah and Mark is that even when circumstances were pushing us outside of that zone, we actually brought that zone with us. We wanted to stay in the presence of God. We wanted to rely upon God. We wanted his strength. We don't want anything, and we certainly don't want Satan to push us into a place where we don't want to be. I want us to think about how we can stay in that zone. I want to share with you uh, over this series uh, these sort of matters. And one thing that you will definitely notice over these weeks is that, you know, the, the enemy, and I've just mentioned about Satan, but the enemy will try to drag us out of that zone. <clears throat> if God wants you to be in that zone, that place of blessing, then you can be absolutely certain that the evil one wants you in completely the opposite place. He wants you to be out of that zone. He doesn't want you to be in a good place with God. He doesn't want you to be in a place of blessing. He wants you to be in a place where the enemy can work with you. So beware, Satan can pull you like a magnet out of that zone and into a place that God doesn't want you to be. So beware that even as we talk about these things, that the devil is really concerned that you are going to be in that place where God wants you to be. To be zoned in. Do not let Satan zone you out. Also, too, know this, that this matter we're considering this morning is difference-making stuff. I can't tell you not only what it feels for you, but what it feels for others when we're zoned out, when we're not being in that place where God wants us to be. It's a life-making decision to decide to, to make things happen for us, to stay in God's presence. Are you in the the very place just now where God can bless you or use you. Are you in that zone? So let's really get into the subject matter this morning and ask, are you zoned in this morning or are you zoned out? Are you, 
are you being blessed to this point in time? Is God, do you feel God's blessing you? And do you actually feel that God is making you a blessing to others? True followers of Jesus should be mirroring all the time who he is, mirroring the characteristics and qualities of God, reflecting the things about God, being in that zone where, where it's a, a place of influence, that we can receive so much from God that we can share that, reflect it, mirror it to other people. The Apostle Paul says this um, to followers of Jesus when we're in the zone. He says, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, when we're in that good place, that right place, when we're zoned in, not even the evil one can be against us. If you're not in a good place right now, you need to get this, that God is for you. Even when circumstances, when you're at a hospital bed, when you're in a moment of anguish and doubt and despair, you need to know that God is for you, even though the, the evil one is very much against you. And a lot of times when we have a difficult time accepting and swallowing that, Satan is trying to work and to magnetize us, to drag us out of that zone. But friends, God is for us, even when we're not in a good place. He wants us to have a life of excitement. He wants us to have life in all its fullness. Living the Christian life is the best way to live. And if we keep on going, we can see that Paul says in this very next verse, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us good things? God wants us to be in that place, to be zoned into that place where he can bless us and graciously give us all things. And because God is gracious and generous, we should be God-hearted. We should understand the fact that everything we have comes from God. Our gifts, our aptitudes, our abilities, even the material stuff we have is all from God. And we, living in the zone, benefit from all that God gives to us. And that allows us to, to be a blessing to others. But it isn't just in the New Testament that we see God's children living in the zone and being a blessing, but it's there in the Old Testament too. Let us go back many centuries before Jesus, and in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, which we had a reading from just a few months ago, and of course, we, we come across there this uh, interesting guy, uh, Abraham. He came actually from a family of idol worshippers. He was a zoned-out person. He didn't have a, a Christian upbringing. He certainly didn't have a Salvation Army upbringing. Uh, he didn't have the kind of blessings that many of you have enjoyed for many years. He, he, he came from a real zoned-out place, a very secular, idle place. But he got zoned in to the blessings of God. So let's uh, read about him. If you have your Bibles, let's turn back to Genesis chapter 12 for a moment. God's going one-on-one -on -one here with Abraham. And God says in verse 2 of chapter 12 these words. God says to Abraham, I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, Abraham. And you know, Abraham, you're going to be a blessing. You're going to be a blessing. You're going to be a blessing to all the peoples on earth. They will all be blessed through you. Wow, that's great stuff, isn't it? Here's this guy, you know, from pagan Persia, and God brings him into his land and into his presence and says, Abraham, 
from now on, you're a zoned-in person. You're going to be a, a blessed man. And boy, you're going to be a blessing to others. You see, Abraham, because he came into the zone, was not only a blessed person. We can see that in Scripture. How, how tremendously blessed he was. But he was a blessing to others. And, and get this, folks. This is the really interesting stuff. Not just to the people who met him. Not just to the people who lived 4,000 years ago. Consider this. That through Abraham, the nation of Israel was born. That through Israel, the Savior Jesus Christ was born. And through Jesus, we are born again. Through the seed of Abraham, we all are Christians today. And are zoned in because of those blessings. In his letter to the church at Galatia, we read these words that Paul wrote. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and hers. In other words, you've inherited all these blessings. You are hers, hers according to the promises of God. So if you belong to Christ this morning, friends, even 4,000 years ago, God was looking after your blessings. Even 4,000 years ago, God wanted you to be zoned in. And half of that time, 2,000 years ago, God sent Jesus for no other reason that you might come into his presence, be saved, to keep saved, not to keep going in and out of the zone, but to be in the zone and receive his blessings so that you also can be a blessing in this world in which we live. Should we keep going? Because Abraham was a man who was truly blessed. And in fact, one of his workers said this about him. It's almost like a testimony, isn't it? Look at, the, look at this verse, verse 35 of chapter 24. The Lord has blessed my master, Abraham. He has blessed him abundantly. He's become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and donkeys. He was talking about this man who was extremely blessed by God. If you read about the life of Abraham, occupationally, relationally, financially, in every way, Abraham was in a good place. He knew what it meant to live in the zone. He knew that everything that he had came from God. He was blessed by God, and in turn, blessed, Abraham was a blessing to others. It's an interesting word, blessed, isn't it? Blessing. So it's a bit of an old-fashioned word. We don't tend to go around very often and say, bless you. Um, maybe when someone sneezed, maybe. So what does blessing actually mean? Well, the words bless or blessing or God bless you really means uh, you know, to think of peace, to think of contentment, to think of tranquility of the soul, to be on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. God blesses us in so many ways. The things we can see as well as the things we can't see and touch. The fact remains, and the Bible clearly teaches us, that God wants to bless your life. And the starting point is that we have got to be blessable. We've got to be blessable or blessable. We have got to be in the zone. We've got to be in that place where God can bless us, where God can be generous to us, where God can be gracious to us. Turning back to Abraham, we can see this working out with this great patriarch of the Bible, 
Abraham, we're told, became wealthy with land and animals and so on, but Abraham used his blessings to bless others. So we read, first of all, that he gave a generous offering to a priest called Melchizedek. Melchizedek, many scholars believe, was actually a foreshadow, a kind of a type of Jesus. And secondly, Abraham, being God-hearted and being a blessed person, said to his nephew Lot, Lot, you go ahead and choose a land that you want. I'll go second. That's okay. This is the deal. Lot, you choose whatever land you want, and I'll go second. He was that generous and that blessed. Abraham was so blessed, it leaked. And everything he did and everything he said, he was a man of blessing. His blessings so overflowed that his blessings were spilling over and over that other people, even his servants, could see it and understand it. And thirdly, Abraham and Sarah were so eventually blessed with a baby of their own. They didn't uh, have to wait, um, just a matter of weeks or months, they had to wait years for God to bless them with their own child, Isaac. They thought it would never happen. God bless them. Abraham and Sarah had a pension book and an oyster card before God blessed them with their child, before they could dedicate their child to God. And yet they remained faithful. They remained in the zone. They remained faithful to God, and God blessed them with their own child. Isaac was then, what, probably a teenager, probably 12 or 13, something like that, when Abraham, uh, God was led by Abraham on a three-day journey to take his son to sacrifice him. And they got to this place, and, and Isaac said, Dad, Dad, where's the animal? Where's the sacrificial animal? Where is it, Dad? Can you imagine the anguish, the tears of Abraham as he saw his beloved son? It seems crazy, doesn't it? And yet before Abraham could bring down a knife upon his own son, God provided a ram. God provided a substitute. God provided a scapegoat that Abraham used in place of taking the life of his own son. So Abraham killed the ram and spilled the blood of this substitute instead of Isaac's blood being spilt. And because Abraham honoured and blessed his God, God gave Abraham the blessing of a substitute so that he did not even need to kill Isaac. And God gave us Jesus, who became our substitute, so that his blood could be spilt on a Roman cross, so that we can be blessed, so that we can be free in Christ Jesus. And this happens to those who are zoned in, those who are in God's will and purposes. And that's where we need to be. Oh, that's the place where I love to be. To be zoned in rather than zoned out. To be in that good place where God can bless us and where God can make us a blessing to others. So even this morning in this lovely meeting, which has been filled with so many blessings, I ask you again, are you in a good place? Are you in that place where God wants you to be? Even whilst here at church, are you allowing yourself to be in a good place? Are you involved in things that will allow you to be blessed? In the right company? In the right conversations? Or will Satan rob you of those blessings today by not being in a good place? Remember, God wants to bless you. He wants... He wants to do that so that you in turn can be in blessing. Or let me put it another way. 
God is the blessor. All blessings flow from God, we sing. All blessings flow from God. He has graciously and generously given us all things, as we saw in Romans chapter 8 earlier. He is the blesser, and God wants to be the blesser. And he wants us who are in the zone to receive those blessings so that we can be blessed. And when we're in the zone, we are blessed people because the blesser has poured out his blessings upon us. And he wants us who are in the zone, in turn, to be a blessing to others so that we can, having received those blessings and poured out, we can spill out and overflow those blessings and be a blessing to other people. That's how it works. That's the diagram of what it means to be in the zone so that we can be blessed and we can be a blessing to others. This is diagrammatically how it happens. And if you think about Abraham, if you think about your life and my life, God's the blesser. Everything comes from him. And we are blessed and we can become a blessing when we're in that good place. And those of you this morning who are born again Christians, think about your testimony. Think about those times when you've been out of the zone and think about those times when you've been in the zone and how blessed you've become as you've been in that place where God wants you to be. It was also the testimony of Abraham. As you can see, it was the testimony of Paul. It's the testimony of all those who claim those promises to be in the zone. And it was certainly the testimony of the early days salvationist Richard Slater who could write, Jesus is my saviour, this I know. He has given peace to my heart. When my soul was burdened, he was out of that zone, wasn't he, at one point, Richard Slater? When my soul was burdened and filled full of woe, there God sought me, and he, it was there that I was washed, and there that I was saved, and there his blood was applied to me when I came into that zone of God's influence. And it's because of that that Richard Slater can write this tremendous chorus. Oh, that's the place where I want to be. He was in that good place with God. He was a zoned in person because here, it is there I, I will see the mighty wonders of God because he's blessing me so much. For mighty wonders there I see. Would you be blessed? Well, tarry, tarry with me. I want to be a blessing now to you. At the cross of Jesus because it's all through the blood of the scapegoat on that Roman cross. Are you there, friends, this morning? Are you in the zone? Have you opened your life to receive the blessings of God so that you can be a blessing to others? Or do you feel zoned out this morning? If someone was to ask you, how are you this morning? Will you say, I'm actually not in a good place? Or will you, with a beaming smile, say, by the grace of God, I'm in that zone I'm in that place where God wants me to be. And I just want to have the privilege of sharing God with others as he has blessed me. Let's just reflect upon God's word this morning as we sing together. To be in your presence, to be in that place, to be in that zone, to sit at your feet where love surrounds me. As we sing these words, I invite you, if you need to make that move this morning, to move into that zone. And we have a zonal place at the front of our meeting here this morning called the Mercy Seat, where you might want to come and to kneel at our place of blessing 
a place where God can come and visit you and to energize you with his Holy Spirit so that you in turn can be a blessing to others. And if that's the place where God wants you to be this morning, I invite you to come to pray, to make your dedication, maybe for the first time, maybe for the umpteenth time, but to allow God to bless you this morning, to abundantly bless you, to give you all good things, to be in the place where his love surrounds you.